0: Welcome back, Bluegrass. The Race Hub is back for episode 14. Uh, As you know, we uh, took a crack at this last week and had some technical difficulties. Um, I am joined once again by roger pierce who is uh my new best friend i talked about this last time because we're both kurt bush fans we're both ohio state fans we're both from ohio he's a current service member i'm a veteran so we're basically the same person in addition to roger we've got the HMFIC jason collins on the scene once again
1: what's up everybody we are back episode 14 Uh, We're going to be talking about the Atlanta winners for our XFINITY and Cup Series, as well as this week's Bristol Dirt and Iowa. Let's crack straight into it.
0: Yeah. All right, so we are going to jump into Atlanta real quick. We're going to cover the Xfinity and Truck series, or Xfinity and Cup series. We covered Truck on the last episode, um, so we'll jump right into Xfinity. Let's pull up some results here. Um, this was the one. Um, Uh, my, my number one guy, I love to pick, I pick it. I've picked him more than anyone else. And I failed to pick him for the time he got it done. Uh, big congrats to Michael Robinson for getting the job done. Um, I've loved racing with this guy in the past. Obviously, he's he's an Xfinity now, and I'm not. But a super smooth, clean driver. He, he's always in the mix, which is why I like to pick him so often. So, uh, huge congrats to him! Uh, led six laps there. I think I think at the end, all of them. I might be mistaken on that. Um, Radburn shutters uh, shows up. P2, um, which we all know he's always a, a threat in the Xfinity series. Uh, kind of surprising to not see him lead a lap, but at the end of the day, a P2. Uh, Mo Abbott coming in, P3, and uh, Ryan Chapman, P4. And then the we talked about this last time. I, I don't know if they're brothers or father-son, cousin-uncle, brother-in-law, whatever. The, the Mace duo, Kyle the Mace and Todd Yep. The Maze yeah, clan.
1: Yeah. There's a brother or a father and a son and an uncle. So I'm not sure who's who. I think Todd is the oldest followed by Bobby. I think Bobby's the uncle. And then Kyle is Todd's son or Kyle is Bobby's son. One of the two, I'm not sure, but the maze clan, um, glad to have them both. And, you know, obviously they had a really good run. Like you said, uh, P five and P six in the Xfinity series. um, and and that was uh, actually
0: uh Kyle led sixty-three laps. I know you said he was maybe the uh looked like he was the force to be reckoned with for the was. for most of the race.
1: Yep, absolutely. He was the guy to beat uh I feel like in that race. And uh there was a uh late race caution that ended up kind of switching up the strategy and everything and allowed Michael to go up there and, and snag the win. Radburn was P two, Mo was P three. Um Mo has been having a great run. Uh, As of late in the Xfinity cars, he he finished P two at Michigan, then P three this Atlanta, and then P two again at Iowa. So he's had three straight top threes. So that's about all you can ask for. I was having a really really good run right now. Um, Looking at the points real quick. Jim Ott is still your points leader, 219 points, followed by Kyle Mays at 213. James Silver's coming in at 212. Then uh, Adam Lancaster uh, coming in at 198. Mascroft at 195. Jordan Slater, 192. Sean Kostritz 187. Tied with Michael Robinson uh, for seventh with 187. Both of those guys moved up. Sean moved plus three, and Michael moved plus one. Tyler Evans, plus eight with 177 points. Currently tied for ninth place with Blake Kinsley. Uh, With 177, Scott Fritz is on the outside looking in of the top 10. Scott Fritz is uh, dropped six positions this past week um, as 175 total points. Uh, I would like also to point out Blake has only ran four races um, and has 177 points and is tied for not. That's a that's pretty good. Like that's getting it done. Yeah, he he's definitely uh, to be that high up already. So I mean that's that's really good. I'm I'm impressed. Um,
0: Come playoff time, he, he will be in the mix. I guarantee it. Yeah. Two
2: two straight. Um let's see.
1: Where was I looking at? Two top fives and two top tens. Now speaking of Mo, Moe's only ran three races. I didn't realize that until just now until I looked at it. Three top fives in all three races in Xfinity. That's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, that's that's He's killing it. That's not pretty with, good. That's
0: damn good.
1: <laughs> starting with Michigan, P three, P two, P three, right? And and that what I said a minute ago, or was it P two, P three, P two, something like top that?
0: Top Five, yeah. Something. yeah, top top threes,
1: top threes, <laughs> all three races, really good drive uh, and, and showing by Mo for sure. Um, looks like the the biggest drop though was Blake. Um, Lose. He he dropped eight spots because he he wasn't there. He wasn't there. Yeah. Um. So he would have been what? P two, P one, P one. Yeah. He would have been like right around the top. He would have been leading he, points. Yeah, right there, he yeah. was yeah. leading points. That's right. He was leading points he was, last week.
0: Yeah.
1: Completely well, forgot about that. Okay. So Justin Ray and Todd Todd Mays was your biggest loser. Um, from Iowa this week, unfortunately. So, but uh, let's talk about the Cup Series Atlanta race real quick, and then we'll we'll go ahead and jump back over. Yes, sir. You want
0: you want to jump on that one, Raj? Yeah, I'm if pulling you it up pulled up
2: right now. Um, we'll give
0: you give you your turn in the in the limelight. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Uh,
1: <laughs> since we messed up last week. All right, so Rocky Boyd took the win in Atlanta. Um, Go ahead and talk about that a little bit.
2: <laughs> you know,
3: Rocky, yeah. Um, I mean, him and his team uh, were on a different strategy than everybody else. Uh, there was a caution that was thrown for uh car in the wall. I remember Throwing that. Wall, yep. And uh, you threw the caution as a precaution. It's basically, you'd never know if that car is going to stay up in the wall or not. Yeah. Um, and it could have killed the field. Yep. So during that... Uh, Rocky and his teammates came down and, uh, did what a lot of people didn't do get tired and, uh, tire and fuel. And yep. they were able to outlast the field. Um, so, but Alex Huffman was, was pretty close to coming and in ruining that.
1: Yeah. Huffman had a, a, a solid little run there towards the end. He's got a P3. Um, let's see. He had a P4 at, at Michigan and, uh, this week he had a P two at Bristol Dirt, so he's been running really well. Also, he always—that's what Huffman does, though. Huffman's very consistent. Um, yes. every season he may not win a lot, but he's like consistently top five, top five, top five. He'll he'll put the good, you know, those numbers up all season long to potentially win the points because he he sees big picture, he sees points. You know, okay, I'm, I need those fifteen playoff because he was our season regular season champ in season three and last season. He didn't run a few races in season four. So season five, regular season champ and season three, regular season champ. And then also season three overall champ because he won the playoffs also. So he has, he usually has a pretty solid run. Uh, one guy, i us see Kinder and Fritz were the guys that were dominating Atlanta. Uh, Kinder and Fritz led the most uh, majority of those laps along with uh, Frankie Barroso, um and Jonathan Atkins, Jonathan Atkins led 25 laps, and then Kinder led 20. Frank, uh, wait, Frank, you got there, yeah. Frank, you led 21. Scott led 39. Mike Peters, we'll talk about that in a minute. Mike <laughs> Peters led five laps. GT led eight. Muraki led the final 14. I do believe win the race. Yeah. It looked like GT was coming for him there towards the end, but. Nothing, nothing ever transpired uh, from that. Um, but yeah, so Kinder ended up going to the rear. He had the fast lap of the race with a 30.059. Um, Scott was a 30.071. Ended up, both of those guys ended up two laps down though because they were on a separate strategy. So what happened, John made contact with RS and then got RS loose uh, up into the wall and to avoid him coming back and, and the guys behind him he just you know causing a big uh, pile up through the yellow, um, and there, that was also when the comms issue happened. Everybody was on the comms, and I had to, and I like I lost my shit for a minute. and I was like, everybody get off, stay off the f and radio, right? Like I was like, stop. You did like, that, and I, I was like, if you want to do race control, come do race control. Park your car and come do race. So yes, I did that because everyone. Was on the radio. I mean, it's there's a no tolerance for it. So I've become, you know, I, I'm being stricter on it. I'm 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 being a lot stricter on all the rules because the drivers are trying to take advantage. You know, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Um, every time, every time. It doesn't matter what it is, what circumstances. They do the same shit. So I got fed up and I told them, you know, hey. So in that process, I left Drew and. Cody in charge because I had to go cool off, right? And in that process, they didn't tell Kendra that he had an EOL until like one to go or two to go or something like that. It told him very late. So what that did was that caused him not to be able to pit with Rocky. He he didn't give up the... He would have pitted with Rocky had he been aware is what he said. Either way, you know, it's not not my fault. It's just part of, a, it's part of racing, obviously. Um, so Atlanta was, you know, looked like we had Fritz and those guys were going to be up front, but unfortunately they, they didn't pull it off. and Rocky got the W. Um, moving on truck series this week was at Bristol dirt. What did you guys think about it?
0: Bristol dirt It, uh, it ultimately ultimately went almost exactly like I expected it to. But uh, at the end, um, I, which it's hard to recall, I think he was your initial pick and then you changed to Allen. It might have been the other way around. But uh, Jeremy Vaughn uh, holds on for the win over Keith Hackney, who uh, I, I guess he was out front and he was running it real tight on fuel there at the end. And, uh, I guess he was running around the bottom to save fuel, which, which he can make it work and still be fast. Um, the, as the race progressed, which I was surprised the, well, no, I'm, I'm thinking of a different race, but the, the low side just doesn't, unless you're highly skilled like him on dirt, it's, I, I can't, I can't do it and be fast and, and make up positions. Uh, he was doing it and, and hanging around up there in second still, or, I think did Jeremy pass him on was it the last lap or the last
1: lap yeah last yeah. lap
0: yeah and then which actually uh my Jeremy my was up team, front
1: from the beginning from the jump Gotcha Yeah he he stayed up, up towards the front of the pack uh from the from the get go so
0: Um yeah but he didn't lead until the last lap cuz he's got one lap lead which uh ultimately my my good buddy and teammate Wigand uh got around Keith there and I guess coming out of turn four, he was able to have some, some momentum since Keith was on the bottom and nursing, nursing that, uh, that fuel, which I know some people had some thoughts about it and the way that that might look. And, you
1: know, here's the, here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. So it doesn't matter to me because he's, he didn't, he didn't alter anything by wrecking someone or blocking somebody. Um, at the end of the day, if Keith is not in that race, I think Jeremy probably has a good shot at still winning it. Because, like I said, he was up front. Doranco had a good shot. He was up front. He ended up getting a, a meatball that sent him into the. He got DQ'd. Um, Very same thing happened. One. <laughs> same thing I believe happened to you. You got a black flag and got DQ'd, right? No, I um, no, I got loose. It was like
0: seven seven ish laps no like two or three laps to go and i just got a little loose out of four and i had to go down to the bottom and i was off pace and when i went down there um ed osborne was running on the bottom and i just ended up in front of him and normally I, it's something i would think i would just keep trucking but it sent me over the the inside pit wall oh so that that's means, right yes. i remember yeah, yeah. okay I was the black flag was cub series yeah that was yeah i had a great week at dirt but
3: i was <laughs> gonna ask you how the the uh the pit wall felt because uh, i remember you teetering in yeah i was like
0: i was doing a nice like a uh, smith grind on it or something and it, it was i told my my teammates on flex i was like man i i wish that would have happened on lap two because i ran 98 really good laps i was i think i was running like sixth or seventh at the time and having what I thought was a pretty good run and I made one little mistake and it screwed the whole thing up. But that's, that's what happens when you're racing with guys that are racing at a high level. That's all it takes.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's the thing is no matter what, everyone that was running towards the front of that race was very competitive. All race long, those guys, you know, were doing their thing. It wasn't like, um, it was a fluke or something, you know, this is what I'm trying to get at. Um, I feel like Keith did whether whether he was running out of gas or he was just giving back the positions. I feel like he did the right thing. He's a guy coming down from a higher series. He's no longer part of that series. He's coming down instead of taking something away from the series uh, and taking a potential win or whatever away from a guy. You know, if that's what he did, I, I don't have an issue with it. So.
0: It's all that matters. You guys heard heard it here, straight from the horse's
1: mouth. I have no, I take no no issue with him. Uh, he says, uh, uh, and I don't, I don't think Keith is going to just bullshit. Which I mean, it's possible he is, but I think he's number one bullshit guy. When he, ta- <laughs> when, but when he comes straight to when he comes to me and he's like, no, I, like I was legit running out of fuel. Like he's like, I wouldn't. He, you know, I. I he's like, I'm there to win. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't like to lose. So, yeah. and, and what, when have we ever seen him give anything up? Let's be real ever, right? Yeah. He, he, he goes to win. He's there to win every race. He doesn't play around. So it, whether or not it was fuel or whether or not it was just helping out a teammate, it, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit because at the end of the day, um, he's just coming down from another series. So it's like, it if Aaron racing. Smith had let I mean, you, if Aaron Smith had let you win Coda last year, you wouldn't have been mad, right?
0: I'd have been kind of confused, but But yeah. you wouldn't have been mad.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm never so,
0: mad about a win, but I wanted to earn that one, but I didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, it, to me, if he would have wrecked somebody or yeah. altered the race in some other way, I would take issue with it, but he, he didn't. He was being respectful at the end of the day. I know guys didn't like it. They're pissed or whatever. Um but you might as well just treat it like he wasn't even in the race, you know? Yeah, uh, that, that's the way I look at it.
0: It's kind of like uh, when they run Le Mans next year and NASCAR is going to have that garage 56 car there. They're racing, but they're not really racing anybody. There's nobody else in their class. It's just a car on the racetrack for the sake of racing, basically. Right. Yeah.
1: All right, so uh, what else happened at Bristol Dirt? What, what else are we forgetting about? What? Let's.
3: I mean, the the heats were fun. Heads, uh,
1: the the trucks were way better than Cup too. Yeah, as someone that raced both of
0: those series. I was, it was kind of shocking, and I I don't think it it shows bad on the Cup series more that it shows good on the truck series. Um, I because frankly, there's just. I think it's just in the Cup Series, there's a lot of guys that just don't run dirt, have never run dirt, and especially mm. with that car, it is it's very tough. different very putting it on dirt. It's it's just a whole... Nothing that they've done on Asphalt or really any other series transfers over to the combination of a Cup car on a dirt track, whereas the trucks, um, I'm not saying it drives like a dirt car at all, but it's more similar where if you i'm sure everyone's run dirt street stocks at some point just to see what dirt's about and it's it at least correlates a little bit like you understand you know steering with the throttle what what the brakes do under certain situations to where you at least have some frame of reference where with the cup cars it it, you just don't it's a whole different thing
1: Whole different game yeah
3: with the trucks, because I went into some practices with the trucks and with the cup cars, and I run dirt and asphalt, so mm-hmm. I underst- I have a little bit of understanding on both sides. With the truck, I felt like I could put it where I wanted to, and I wasn't wheeling it as hard as I was in a cup car. Um, at least in some of the practices, yep. you could rip the bottom, and it was just as fast as the top if you knew, yes. how, to, if you knew how to do it, mm-hmm. um, if you weren't spiking RPMs, because we had people who were running really hot and they didn't know why it was because they were just balls yeah. all the whole time and that's going to raise your temps yep. you, you can't spike it off there you can't spike the rpms there you have to be below it or else it's going to blow up and a mm-hmm. lot of people didn't understand that and i felt like the truck had a little bit more control than the car and which let people figure out how to race it like it would t- it could take you 10 15 laps in practice. And you could be comfortable enough to race it.
2: Yep. So I, I see what you're saying. Um. So
1: during the race, um, Monday, I want to say that Peyton Hubbard and and Ronco, yeah, both of those guys got meatballs. So they, I know, Alan asked for it to be cleared, but we don't. We've never cleared them. You know, it's one of those things where um, it's not something I'm going to start doing now because it wouldn't be fair to the guys previously.
0: I think in in Alan's defense, because he didn't he didn't realize I don't think at the time because he asked us if something had happened and he only had two X and I think he thought maybe that it happened in error. It might have been why he asked because you know if if he earned one, I mean. We we're, we're not getting rid of you know mechanical uh, penalties. There, there's right. that's that's insane.
1: So what happened? And and this I saw it happen to Peyton as well. So the, the we built that we worked that track really well Monday. We worked that sucker in. It was beautiful. Everybody listened to what I was trying to tell them to do um, in the truck series. So we had a beautiful beautiful truck series track at Bristol Dirt. Right. That sucker was worked in from the time I said, run the bottom. Everybody ran the bottom. And we moved the dirt up. So, our cushion was up above the wall. So, what was (laughs) going on was they were hitting that cushion, and instead of hitting the wall, they hit the catch fence. And when they hit the catch fence, it ripped out the old cooler or damaged the old cooler or whatever. Um, But I mean, you can't run into the catch fence in real life. So Yeah. Um, and so that, that's essentially what they did was they, they got too hot into the corner and then ended up dumping the berm a little bit, the cushion that we had built up and flipped the fence and the catch fence. And that's what blew their, gave them a meatball, whether it took, ripped the old cooler off or did something to the right front. Huffman said it ripped the old cooler off or something like that. And that's possible. Uh, It did that or it ripped something else off, mechanical steering linkage, bent something, whatever it was. They had they were supposed to come get that repaired, um, and since they didn't come get it repaired, they got disqualified. So, um, Moving on. Cup Series.
2: Keith Hackney leads every lap, I believe. Doesn't he?
0: Let me get her pulled up here. I, I thought maybe someone else got a few in there, but I could be mistaken, too.
1: Okay, you're right. Huffman led three, and Brandon Robertson led four. So... And I'm sure those were probably under caution. Uh, yeah, they Brandon led got yeah, to the Brandon front. Was
0: Brandon was a pit strategy call? Yeah, we were in. I was in there with him. He, he's trying to get that laps lead point.
1: Yeah, and, and I completely understand. But Keith led 118 laps. It was you know his race to lose. Um, class of the field, 7500 I rating on dirt. Obviously, the guys an alien for dirt racing. Uh, Scott looked like he was going to have a good run. Uh, ended up getting caught up in a mess with the 15 and the 34, which is ended up being an accident racing deal. He went to go around the third, uh, the 15, he kind of fed him the right rear, just a, just a tiny, fine, tiny fed him the right rear. And that made contact with M- Matt's left front and then moved Matt and Matt over at the same time, clipped the left rear of the 34 shot, the 34 down into the one, one hits the fence and destroys his car. Um, but it was wild it was I, I, the cup series was was very caution laden i was yeah, very
0: single file restarts
1: yeah i went single <laughs> file because we could they couldn't double file and we still even with single file we had issues
0: yeah which with on dirt, it's even single file, it's so easy, which like I said, which i'm I'm just hypothesizing here, but it seems like a lot of these guys don't have a lot of dirt experience. and when you're single file, it's still really easy when the guy in front of you is off the green flag, he runs it high and you just drive it down to the bottom and then you're you're side by side. so it's single file, you're single file for about seven seconds if that's if that's what you desire to to go push the issue and if if you come into it with an asphalt frame of mind you're like oh that's a that's a giant hole i gotta go i gotta go fill it and we're gonna go racing so it's it's just a totally different way of racing i think for a lot of these guys
1: the horsepower in those cars is a lot higher than the trucks also so that's another no is issue that. um there was the, just the more power was being put down guys weren't Listening to what we're trying to tell them about slowers, faster, easy on the gas. They were hammering the gas wide open, getting loose, stuff like that. Um,
2: you had a good run though, Richard. Wait, who did <laughs> I just? Roger, fuck! I just called you Richard. My dumb,
0: fault. You dumb bastard! Wow. I thought Roger. I thought, you were, I thought you were trying to call him a dick,
2: Roger. No, well, I, mean, My I, bad. I I, I just had a brain fart. I was fart. a dick
3: on the last. 20 laps, but it was because I was all frustrated and irritated because my own fault started from the pits. Um, I chose that option. Because uh, you
1: had to serve a pass-through, and I gave the that, option to either start in the pits or serve the pass-through, same um, as Blake Hensley. Yeah,
3: and I had a really good heat, and I would have started up in fifth if I would have done it if correctly. But uh went to the back, um, had some equipment issues early on, got that figured out.
1: Uh Talk about that a little bit your will. What happened?
3: So, on dirt I run 900. I have a Fanatec uh DD Pro, I believe it's called. Yeah. And uh I ran I run a 1080 on asphalt, I run on 900 on dirt. Um it should have been set at 900 and it wasn't and during the heat race uh I had the broadcast. I had my camera showing. I had my buddy text me going, "You are wheeling the hell out of this thing. Fix it, because your my turning was like all the way down here, and it shouldn't have been." Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Something, something's not right." So during the heat and the main, I went into my my settings on Fanatec. Everything was messed up, so I fixed it. Went into iRacing, fixed it, and I had a system malfunction, and my wheel did a complete 360. Um, and I was driving (laughs) upside down in a corner Mm. and,
1: uh, and that's what brought out the first caution. And, uh, essentially you appealed you, you, I was, um, you were going to be hit with another penalty. Um, but since there was a a malfunction and we, we, I reviewed it and I was able to see that there was a malfunction. Um, it, it was rescinded. The penalty was, yeah.
3: Um, so that just tells everybody, check your stuff before you go, because anything can happen in one of these races, especially on dirt. I mean, I love dirt. Uh, it's really fun for me. Uh, and I basically just kind of was trying to get back up on the lead lap. Well, like you said, a lot of these guys don't run dirt from what we, it looks like. And I just kept getting caught into wrecks after wrecks and basically just went down fixing repairs. And uh, it was a couple laps before the stage. And Keith caught me and I started ripping the fence and he was on the bottom. And during that point in time, I realized I don't have to fix damage anymore. I just want my laps back. So around lap 100, I got all my laps back and I basically started charging to the front. Well, you were back there. It was very hard to pass these guys yes. without being aggressive. And yep. I pretty much I had my spotter going, um, James Batzer. He's uh, one of the broadcasters for MDI TV, he does all the dirt broadcasting on Facebook and Twitch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's in my ear and he's telling me just to rip it. And I ran the bottom as much as I could. Right reared a couple of folks, probably made some enemies, but it was, I was trying to get my my points back, trying to get back up there. Because I know if I wouldn't have had the penalty, I probably would have been up in the top 10 most of the day if I did it correctly. So Came came from the pits and finished tenth. I really can't complain. Um,
1: That's a hell of a run. It's a good run. <laughs>
3: Twenty five laps. I made it from
1: uh, yep.
3: last to tenth. So it was
1: with the cautions. Uh, it made it like a, a, a heat race at the end. Uh, you know, yeah. I ended up I ended up shorting the cautions because we'd been pacing all night long. We had to get some racing yep. in. We had to turn green flag laps. Um, so we ended up shorting those cautions towards the end. Uh, and, and that just made it like a little shootout, like a heat race, um, ended up being a pretty fun little, uh, shootout type deal at the end there. Um, and anytime we were under green
0: that it was just fun racing for me, period. I thought I got to say that whoever all came together on the setup, I thought the setup was, I know we're, we're PG 13. So I'm getting my one f bomb in right here the setup was fucking awesome it drove you could run the top you could run the bottom you could run the middle you you could kind of make it work anywhere and it was just fun
1: i took i actually what i did was took the setup from last season and i made some tweaks to it i was no one else just me i tweaked it till i felt like it was you could put it anywhere on the track run it high low whatever it was, I know it's a little tight for some people's liking. It, it could but, be,
0: but you could drive
1: around it. But you could you could get out yeah. you could get out of it, and
3: you could spike the brake, and the brake would do a lot.
0: Like, yeah, that's it, exactly
1: yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's what I you know that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be steady and stable for the majority of the guys that never run dirt because if it would have been loose on entry, we would have we would have had a lot more wrecks than what we did. Oh yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> So, Keith was uh, our, our first two-time winner in Cup Series, but jumping over, I'm going to talk talk about this real quick. Adam Lancaster actually beat him to it on Tuesday night with his uh, second win at Iowa, uh, second win of the season for him. Uh, so, congratulations to Lancaster and uh, Agni both for having two wins, uh, the first two to hit two wins in the season. And, and it's still – we're at week six, um, so we have – potential for several more people to still win um before we actually get into the playoffs um so talk about iowa lancaster was p1 mo abbott p2 silvers p3 Ott p4 arison p5 so arison after winning uh he has comes out and has another good run um he won the what race was it michigan it was yeah, it was two or three weeks Michigan. ago. He he won the Michigan race. Uh doesn't have the greatest run at Atlanta. Uh looks like he finished where is he on my list? 28th at Atlanta. So didn't have a good run at Atlanta, but comes out and has a good run um at Iowa. So that that's good to see. Uh Bobby Mays was P six, Winners P seven, Evans P eight, Richards P nine, Sean Kestritz of P ten, and then Michael Robinson just missed the top 10. So <clears throat> Bradburn led the majority of that race from the green till he missed the pits. Everybody pitted on him. Um, he was driving around and all of a sudden you see everybody go to the pits, but him. So then I've had that it, happen before. <laughs> instead of staying, instead of staying out, I think he comes around the next time and goes into the pits, which puts him at the end. Um, which is unfortunate. And then he's trying to drive his way back through. And you're back there with the with the gang. <laughs> so and what happens at this point is he Radburn's on the inside. He's trying to get back to the front. I think he's running like mid-pack at this point, 15th or something. Um him and the 22, Robert Malikian, were going to the inside of Scott Fritz. Fritz was on the top, Malikian in the middle, Radburn on the bottom. Um, Radburn kind of made contact with Malikian. They all kind of came together uh trying to go for the same real estate. Radburn and Malikian made contact, pushed Malikian up into Scott. And then Scott, you see Scott, his will is, you know, he's, he's fighting it for a second. And then all of a sudden you see him just yank it left. To me, when I watched it,
2: I was like, oh, shit. He was like telling that guy.
1: Don't do that, and ended up causing a wreck. But by being uh, retaliatory in nature, in my opinion, I, I I don't I'm not alone in this. So I think you you were watching with me, Roger Roger, right? Or was it, was Cody? it was no, Cody? It was Cody. Yeah. It was Cody. Me and Cody looked at it and we were like, "Ooh!" So sure enough, somebody protested it. Um, and Alex, you got to look at that what do you tell Uh, us about what do you what was your thoughts when you saw i know you you pretty much were the same thing that i felt yep so uh
0: just letting everyone know on the way in when when i watched the replay like there weren't any paint schemes loaded so i didn't know who was who or anything so totally unbiased but it it looked like uh which ended up being scott was on the outside and whoever whoever it was inside of him got into him a little bit in the turn not egregious racing deal and then once they get yeah and then once they get on the straightaway it looked like Scott was going to show his displeasure and i think i think he showed it more than he maybe intended to
1: i agree and that's that's how i took it yeah cuz it's either that
0: or it was like a. it wasn't like a straight up Bubba Wallace on Kyle Larson move where like I'm ending everybody's fucking day, that's around me. It was yeah. I think he just wanted to get close to him and he he did more than that unintentionally.
1: Yeah, because they were on the straight they were on the front stretch and he he was kind of heading to the wall a little bit, right? Like mm-hmm. But there was a but car in normal. front there that's was a normal. car there was a car in front of and that's you're right, that is normal. Normally he would run right up next to that wall to get a good arc into one. Mm-hmm. So right about to start finish line. Uh, and, and the other scenario, the other possibility is that he was trying, there was a car in front of him and he was trying to cut over and get him hit that hole and get around that mm-hmm. car in front of him. That's a possibility, but that's not how the board, the, re- the review commission, um, Felt that it went. They essentially felt like it was retaliatory in nature. Um, so we ended up, Scott gets put on probation two weeks, no qualifying, and a 10 point penalty. Um,
0: Welcome to the club,
2: Scott.
1: <laughs> so he, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but when you cause, uh, when you're driving like in that situation um, and you take Especially. out especially
0: on a straightaway. Yeah, that, if it like, wasn't if what, it was in the corner
1: it, it would be different, right?
0: Like like if if you're going to be a dick to a guy, you got to do it in a place where you might have you know, a little defense, but if you do it on a straightaway
1: like everyone's going to see that. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was, it was it, like I said, it was egregious. It was very obvious. Um he was offered an opportunity to appeal it and said he didn't want to appeal it. Um he didn't, he didn't have the replay anyways to show his inputs and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, he, he, he's getting the the penalty for the, uh, retaliatory actions that resulted in a wreck, um, uh,
0: which, which Scott's been around a long time. He's done a lot of race and he, yeah. he's probably more aware of what he did than, than we are. and. And it happens to all of us. We've all been in that position where our emotions yeah, did, have gotten yeah. the best of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I've done it. I've done it with you. I'm sure Rogers. I mean, that's a that's a part of being a racer and getting better over time is trying to limit when that kind of stuff happens. But you see it at. Every, everywhere from the go-kart track to the, down the street to, you know, Daytona International Speedway, like, that's, right. that's human nature to have emotions play a role
1: in how effective you are on the racetrack. Absolutely. And that was kind of what I, ta- I told him. I said, man, I said, I don't think that you intended to wreck everyone like you did, but I feel like you were definitely trying to send a message, hey, don't do that. Don't do that shit anymore. Um, yep.
3: That was my pick, too. Yeah, and
1: and if it do, if it didn't get protested then nothing is said about it so you know if you guys um feel like something needs to be protested you you can send it in to David Farmer for the trucks and the Xfendi and uh David Brackett for the cup and it'll get reviewed and looked at by a panel of your peers and they'll come with a recommendation and uh typically I go with what they recommend so
0: and this will I'll say this and this will help us segue into somebody I think you want to talk about, Jason. Um up until this season I had never uh protested anything. And we we talked about it a few weeks ago when I protested the, protested the Mike Peters deal. Yeah. And it's not and even when I did it, I knew that I wouldn't gain anything from it. It doesn't fix my race. That's why I really don't try to protest things. But right. in that specific instance, the reason I did it is I wanted people to see that we can't do that kind of thing on pit road, and that, and that was the only reason. Obviously, it turned into a big thing, and oh, it big is ordeal, it is. big and, ordeal. Yeah, and then you're gonna. I guess it, it seems like that just kind of ignited, like him going forward, and and I'll let you speak so, on that because I I don't know anything hold, else hold about on one
3: it. One second, because that you, you said you protested, right? Because I did the same thing because it affected. It was a big gaggle on pit road that yep. came way down because I had an incident at the same deal. But because of that happened, I got miss. I pretty much missed my box because I got blocked. Yeah. But what we didn't see was everything ahead of us. Yeah. So there was that incident caused a lot more on pit road.
1: Yeah. and he feels like he has no—he's not responsible. He didn't do anything wrong. And I've—I've I've been seeing screenshots of him talking shit about me, about the league. Um, the guy has issues. Clearly, um, I don't know what what they are, but he's got issues. We have more drivers that race in real life than just him. He—I don't know that what the deal is. He thinks he's God's gift to racing. Apparently, okay. And here's the deal. We have guys that have ran at the highest fucking level of racing. Talking NASCAR, John Kinder is one of them. Okay. The dude ran against fucking Dale Earnhardt in Japan. Okay. So he doesn't act like that. He doesn't, he doesn't act like he's better than everyone else. And he's smarter than anyone else. And no one knows anything. And between him and several other guys that work in the NASCAR industry, That's where our rule book and stuff has come from. It's come from the drivers. It's come from, you know, Matt Grignard, Brandon Robertson, David Brackett, John Kinder, Adam Lancaster, Justin Winters. Those guys, Alex Huffman, you know, David Farmer now, Alex Healy now, these guys have contributed to what we currently have as our rules package. These rules are there because we've had instances of something happening before, right? So, um, the reason that you get an EOL for causing a caution is because that's what the drivers want. The drivers want that. They want people to have repercussions for their actions. You drive like an asshole, you get put at the back. Okay. So in, uh, something he said was that
2: he uh, said that I need to acknowledge some stuff. Here's me acknowledging all this shit. Okay. You drive like an asshole. You run
1: into Twitty. You sit in there and act like you don't know what the hell you, hell's going on. Oh, I was a straight. No, you, hit, you, you fed him a right rear. Feeding him a right rear means you went up, you hit him with your right rear in his front, which then caused him to get loose. And in the process, hit another car. Caution comes out. It, Twitty's not at fault. Why would twitty be a fault? You're the one to hit twitty. Very simple, man. It's not. It's not complex. You say that, and you say that you've seen free leagues ran with more tact and respect, and just decency. I've not been anything but decent to you. You're the one that was messaging Wednesday night saying sub fifteen hundred I rating guys. I need to. I need to tell them not to drive like an asshole to everybody or whatever. And you you want me to say it so that you don't look like an asshole is your is what you said, you know I uh, was hoping you'd say something, so no so none of us had to sound like assholes. Thank you. okay. After the race, you send me a, a message. I don't think this league is for me. I, if I can get my winnings left over, I think I'm out. Thanks. I send you two videos. okay you're You're trying to tell everybody that I just blocked you. I didn't block you. Not until after I got done saying what I was saying. I sent you two videos of the accident, you running into Twitty. Told you that's what brought out the yellow. You initiated the contact, therefore, you're responsible for the yellow. Then I said, any payouts will be completed at the end of the season. So if you want to quit, that's fine. And pay, payouts will be done at the conclusion of the season. Thank you. Then I blocked the guy. Okay. I didn't just straight up block him. I sent this There's this message has been sent. For full transparency, I've sent this message to your team owner, so you're sitting there telling your team owner that I just blocked you not you know for no reason and I, I think and the true. reason
0: and the reason that after you said all that, then you blocked him after, it's because we've seen what happens when you engage in a back and forth, you start getting these walls of text and stuff, and yep. and I handled it the way kind of the way you did. I didn't block him. I was like, I'm, I'm not reading all that shit. And, mm-hmm. and uh, look, I know that we've we've both had our issues with him. Coming into the season, I'm. This is going to blow everyone's mind because I'm going to kind of come to Mike's defense a little bit. I know that he's made some mistakes and he's he's said things that he shouldn't said and and maybe gotten too emotionally wound up in some of this stuff. Um, I do think he's a talented driver. I, I used to, when I ran Fix all the time, when I was first on the service, I was in lobby, see Fix lobbies with him all the time. And we had tons of runs together. Always had good conversations. Um, and coming into the season, I thought he had the right attitude. He's interacting with people. He did All that first. kind of good stuff. Yeah. 100%. And uh, I I don't know if my initial deal with him kind of ignited like some some bad behavior or something, but I I think deep down if if he's willing to face some of these things and take some responsibility, there there's a good league driver in there.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I agree. I feel like that there's hundred percent a good guy, uh, a possibility for him to, you know, recompense. is that the right word, recompense. Hey, give me one second. I think that, I think that's I think it's recompense, right? And that, that the word, it means he can um, salvage it by, don't, yeah. I don't I think that's yeah. what, the word I'm looking for. Anyways, yeah. he can, well, repentance is one of them, but anyways, yeah, if, if he wants to acknowledge that he's responsible for his actions and his actions alone, no one else is responsible for it. No one else is, is doing anything to the guy, right? Like he's, he's, expressed his displeasure, uh, about calls and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's been acknowledged. We've talked about it. Okay. Yep. We understand what you're saying. You know, you're not happy with certain things and that's fine. I get that. That that's, but the issue is when you start uh, coming attacking me and attacking the league just because you're not happy with something because you did something that you're, and then you didn't like the call, you know, it's not my fault. It's not the league's fault. It, it, it's, it's ultimately your fault. You're responsible for, um, you know, for your actions. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, man, it's ridiculous that, um, a grown man is acting like this is my point. It's sad it
3: came down to the novels and the screenshots of like I just, like I said the other day, the NFL play playbook, he markered everything up. He had circles, he had all this different stuff. <laughs> and it's like we're all in this general chat going, we're not reading this man. Like this is way too much to even like no. I'm
0: so I I not ahead. It's the same. It's the same I told him when we had the thing. <laughs> If if my wife sends me a message that looks like that, I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. I'll talk to you when I get home. I'm not. Yeah. I ain't. We, doing we'll talk this. in
1: person if you want to. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. That's my thing. That's why I blocked him. I knew that if I didn't, it was going to continue it, to be an was, argument. It would just, it, it just go forever. Yeah, it would went for. So,
0: if if he even listens to this, or if someone relays this message, I know it's we beat up on him some, but I I. I actually like the guy. I know that he hates me now. Cause I protested him the one time I think he's a, a funny, probably smart dude, but I think, I think he might need a, a little reality check to where maybe he stands versus the rest of the population.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that's how I feel about it as well. You know, and here's the deal. If he, if he wants to have a, a conversation, like an actual conversation and not yell and scream and act like a fool, we can do that. We can, if you want to act like an adult. So, um, something else that I want to bring up is I know that he was going back to my Twitch streams because I stream race control for transparency reasons, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm doing it so that everyone can see what's going on. So he, he goes back into the race control, back to the Atlanta race. Whenever I, I lost my shit on everybody for coming up and keying up and on the radio and shit, right? He goes back and screen and, and screen records it and shows everybody. So, I mean, I just don't know why. Like, what's the point, dude? I don't, I'm not trying to hide it. I, that farmer asked me, were you streaming when you did it? He's like, I want to go back and look at that shit. It's probably funny. I was like, hell yeah, I was streaming. It's like, I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't care. That's the thing. This league is ran the way it's ran because it works. Okay. It's,
0: it's been here before me, before him. And, it's going to be here after him. Maybe not after me. I don't plan on going anywhere, but,
1: but exactly. And that's the thing, man, you may not like everything that I do. And I may not always get everything right. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to get everything right. I'm not going to get every single call. Right. Sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I make the wrong call. We, If you want to talk about it like an adult, we can talk about it like an adult, but we're not going to sit here and argue and fight and shit like that. Just like I disabled his, his radio in the race, because we're not going to sit there and argue over comms while everybody else is trying to race. The call that was made is a call. If you don't like it, wait till after the race and then we'll talk about it calmly. Uh, but I will tell you this. If you come in with a certain energy, I'm going to match that energy. You come in with uh, a shitty attitude. You're going to get it right back. I'm not, a, I'm not going to lie. I'm an asshole. I don't care. I'll tell everybody in the world. I'm going to give you, you, you exactly have, what you, you give me back.
0: Anybody. You don't have to tell anybody. You're an asshole. We can exactly.
1: And, <laughs> and I don't care. Like, that's the thing. Like, you have to be a certain way to run this league. You can't be like everybody's buddy all the time. Do I, do I want people mad at me? Fuck no. Makes, I want, makes everything do harder. I, do I want people to hate me? No. Do I care? Hell no. Hate me all you want. I'm not going to change how I officiate, how I do things. My integrity is too much. It's, it's more valuable to me than your opinion of me. So... That's, I mean, it's that simple, man.
3: Uh, so is 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 Monday's truck race control on your Twitch?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why?
3: Right, I gotta go back and watch because I got mad at them during that one.
2: Yeah, you oh. did.
3: <laughs> yeah, I did.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: But I don't think you said anything until. I don't think you said anything. I think I think you waited till I think the stream was already cut off when, before you said anything. But yeah, you, you had some you were uh, not happy with somebody there. That was it was pretty funny. I, I vaguely remember it. <laughs> we had a guest host or guest race control. Um so yeah, that's all I'll say about it.
2: And wow.
3: um I, go ahead. that's probably the maddest I've ever been doing race control. <laughs> I mean it and it was there's been some race controls that's like really hard to keep up with. But I
1: mean, it's not easy. And it's like, if you want to do race control, if you think that you can do a better job, come in Monday night and join me, uh, and Roger and whoever else is in there with us and do race control, man. And you'll see, we don't just make bullshit calls and random, uh, we, we actually put some effort into it. Yeah. We treat it like a job.
3: Yeah. I rode with the leader every time the restart start went so we could see if they jumped or not, because it, it was different. This was a different type of restart. So there's a lot that goes into it, like it's- a
1: lot, man. Like we we're constantly, you know, I try to I try to monitor the entire field, so I have my camera backed way out. So I'll change cameras and look at things from different angles and different views, and try to get make the most of it. That's that's what we do. You know, we don't we just we don't just half ass it. We treat it like a legitimate job, and look at the puppers. Hey puppers. Yep. he's been whining. And and so we we try to, you know, do it professionally. And that's, I think that that's what makes this league so special is that we have so much passion for it that we treat it the way we do. And it's, it's awesome that other people have passion for it as well, but sometimes you have to put that in check and, and maybe you do a reality check on yourself. Um, You know, I know there was another comment, for instance, that was made uh, that I was chasing every $10 I could. And letting people, letting these shitty drivers in. It has nothing to do with money. Literally nothing. It's They signed up to run just like everyone else. They're allowed to be there. If they weren't allowed to be there, I would I would tell them they're not allowed to be there. So it's, you know, his outlook, his, his whole opinion and, and just shitty drivers and talking shit and all this and that. Like, it just, it's toxic, man. It's toxic is what it is. So, if he wants to continue being the way he's been, then this is he's right this isn't the league for him it's it the matters. league it's the league for the other hundred people that are in here okay there,
0: there's plenty of others and talking about shitty drivers and and this and that there's there's weeks where I've looked like a shitty driver there's probably weeks where each one of you's looked like a shitty driver. I can tell exactly. you last week I could tell you last week he looked like a shitty driver in Cup series he looked like a chicane out there to me and I'm not the God's gift of dirt racing by any stretch. And, and I was
1: like,
2: he doesn't it, realize how
1: it goes. he doesn't realize that his, the everyone else's opinion of him is not as high as he thinks it is.
0: It's, it's just, uh, just having some self-awareness. That's, that's yeah. all, that's all it really is. And uh, like, I know that there are people that watch this are probably like they don't give a damn about anything I have to say. Cause we've had a, a exactly a up at some point and, I, I wish everyone liked me. Uh, it'd be cool. It'd make things easier, but that's not how racing works. Life works. Yeah. Whether it's on a computer or life or on a real life racetrack. Well, that's us. why
1: there are rivalries. Yeah.
2: All and right. That's, I mean, and that makes it interesting.
1: So. And the kind of lead off from where we just were um i was warned about the guy prior to the season starting right um, he's been removed from several of the leagues already and when there's a pattern there has to be a common denominator so maybe he should should reflect on that a little bit on and, and look at it, him look at himself and do some self-reflection like you were saying alex all right Moving on to Chili Bowl winner, Logan Seavey. Chili Bowl winner, Logan Seavey, pulls it off the 2023 Chili Bowl champion uh, winner, Logan Seavey, and a Kevin Swindell Swindell Speed Labs built midget last night. That was a fun race to watch. Um, I've already seen people like Brett Griffin talking crap about it. Yeah. several other people saying that the big names from the sport weren't there and this and that. Uh, Kevin Swindell is a big name from the sport and Logan Seavey took his midget and kicked the last season's winner, you know, Thorson Tanner Thorson. Uh, he was there. He had a shot to win it. Didn't make the move. Didn't use the bumper or anything like that. Uh, kept it clean. And, uh, couldn't get it done, unfortunately. Uh, so hats off to C V. Congratulations to A uh, Guy did a great job. Um, he led that thing for like the first 27, 26 laps. And then uh, Cannon, what's his last name? Cannon's last name. Macintosh comes in. Cannon Macintosh comes in, uh, leads a few laps from like 26 to 34, something like that. And then CV took over again and, and led from there to the end. So good job. Uh, fun to watch. And that's going to be my segue to announce our second annual Bluegrass Chili Bowl next Saturday. Not $500 guaranteed to win. Um, $25 to register. So we'll have a flyer ready uh, hopefully soon. And we'll get try to get everybody signed up as quickly as possible for that. If you're not a dirt guy and you don't want to run it, then you don't have to run it. But if you want to run it, you want to take a shot at 500 bucks, come out and run it with us, boys. Um, it's good fun. It's, it's good fun. Yeah. Even if you're not a dirt guy, that little track and that midget are the funnest combination ever. So um, if you're interested, join us next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bluegrass Chili Bowl. Uh we will be running it just like they do chili bowl in real life. Uh you have Heat Races, Alphabet Soup, uh, B mains, C mains, and then the A main. So hopefully everyone will uh have a good time. Hopefully we can get like 150, hundred and fifty, two hundred people signed up. I doubt it's gonna happen, but like that would be freaking awesome if we could get at least a hundred people signed up. And then when if that's the case, if we do, like for instance, let's say we sign up a hundred people. Payouts are going to like if you make the feature, you sh- everyone should get money at that point. If we can sign up that that type of a, a big amount of drivers, uh, payouts are going to increase. The, the five hundred is going to be guaranteed regardless. Um, but we're going to try to we want to we want to sign up as many people as possible. is what I'm saying. We so the the more the better. Just tell your buddies, tell your friends. Um, next Saturday night, we're going to have have fun. So. That'll be on uh, January 28th, January tw- 21st. Shit. January 21st. Got too far ahead of myself. January 21st, guys. <laughs> Write it down. And uh, I guess that'll lead us into the picks for Coda. Coda. Coming up to Coda, boys. I think, you know, we pr- I probably missed a few things this, this episode because I got off on a tangent and, and had my little rant. But, you know, Uh, that, that, those are things that need to be said, man. So indeed picks who wants to start off, Alex, you want to lead us into this and, and handle this.
0: I'll do it. I guess we'll, we'll start in the good old truck series and I'm going to apply the pressure to myself. Last, the first challenge for your boy. I'll be starting at the back. Thanks to my, Transgressions at Atlanta And we're going to see if I can Do it Because uh it, Which I don't know if anyone's Coming down I don't know that there are any real big Road racers that Might come down that like this kind of thing Maybe there is maybe there isn't um, But Whatever I'm doing the damn thing Or at least I'm going to give it the old college try
1: <laughs> Hey you know if Aaron Smith Can do it I think you can do it <laughs> there, he went from the back to the front. Uh,
0: yeah, he he's got a, a little pace on me, but uh I I've I've got a strategy that I it's kind of what I'm forced to do, so we'll we'll see if it works out. It's I know last season I had a, a second or two of pace on on pretty much everybody, I think. It's just uh for me personally I've just got a I really got to focus on surviving that first half lap when everyone's bunched up before we get stretched out. And then after that, hopefully I can start going to work on some of these guys. I've, I've been practicing a ton. I've, I've gone faster than I went last season by a lot and we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> so have you been preparing a lot for this one?
0: Yeah. I've been running AI races like every other day and, just practice laps. You feel, good, you feel good though? I as good as I can. I know it's still a, a tall task, so we'll see.
1: So go ahead with your pick, Roger. Let us know who you think is gonna win this week uh in the truck series at Coda, man. What do you what, are, what are, what's your thoughts on this?
3: I would put the pressure on my teammate though. I'm gonna pick Cody Anderson.
1: Cody, okay, Cody. Uh, this one's a little difficult because I'm not sure who is uh going to be a good road racer. Um, but I'm here's what I'm here's I'm gonna shock everybody. I'm gonna pick Fernando. If Fernando shows up, because he said he doesn't know if he's going to show up, I'm picking Fernando Takahashi. He's a he's a road racer, from what I've seen. Um,
3: Also, WJM guy as well. So another another one.
0: So. I do have a, a hard and fast rule. When I run official road races, the less American their name is, the faster they are in general.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm hoping that he can transition his road racing skills into the truck. Um, we'll see, I guess, I don't know. Um, and that's going to take us over into, well, hold on, wait, if he doesn't show up, do I get another pick? Cause he doesn't know if he's going to be there.
0: I, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All
2: right.
1: So this is
2: tough.
0: It is a tough because we don't have a lot of people that love road racing.
1: Wes Wigand is my, if if Takahashi doesn't show up, Wes Wigand.
0: Uh, I was, I was in practice with the, with the flex boys today and he's, he's looking solid and Bobby Hall is looking really solid too.
1: All right. So I guess that puts us over into the Xfendi series at Coda.
2: But we got there, boys. That's that's going to be a fun one. I got James Silvers. Solid pick,
1: James Silvers.
2: Mhm. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know. I I'm making this pick with my heart and not my head. Okay. Jason Bridges. This is home track. I know he's been fast there previously. I know my first season I think he finished second there and I finished like sixth or seventh my first time on it and I know that it's a track that he likes. I know that he runs GT cars some, so he I wouldn't say he's a road racer but he does road racing too. So I'm I'm rolling with my boy Jason.
1: All right. I think let's see who we got. Who we got? Who we got? This is going to be a tough one. You got you picked Silvers. I'm going to pick, I don't know how the new guys are on road yet. We haven't seen anybody new. It's it's such a crap shoot. <laughs> I think it's yeah. going to be, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. Blake Hensley. Let's go Blake. Blake's going to pull it off this week in Xfinity on, at Coda. So I could be completely wrong, but who knows? Week, and-
0: week. Are all probably completely wrong about every pick we just made. Think so, especially me.
3: I don't know. Man. I was in some practices, and there's some people who are a lot faster than I thought they were going to be. I'll put it that way. I think <laughs> everybody's put is putting in time at this track. Like
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You right. you can't you can't just show
1: up and race it. Yeah, you I can't. mean I
3: put in at, at least ten hours at all this right. track, and I won't. Be so
1: yeah. I'm going to go first since I haven't picked first yet. And my pick is going to be John Schwartz for cup series. All right. I think Schwartz is going to be, he's got it. He's talented road course driver. He does a lot of road course racing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Schwartz will get it done.
2: All right. You you want to go or me, Roger? Here's the thing with this one
3: is I don't know (laughs) being one of the new guys. I've only seen practice with some of
2: these people, mm-hmm. but yeah. I
3: really feel like I think Rocky's a road course rider.
2: I don't um, think he, I think he. I don't.
3: I know he doesn't. He didn't start doing a lot of oval, oval until recently. I don't know. I'm right. gonna pick Mikey Neal. Mikey Neal. That's not a bad that's pick. a that's
2: a good pick
0: actually. Yeah, he's he's competitive at road courses.
3: Ohio, he's, he's in the mix. Yeah, he rocked that Ohio State logo on his car. Yeah. I'm, I'm
1: a fan. So, <laughs> Brandon Holder is a good pick. Hackney's a good pick. There's still a lot of good picks. There. Farmer's a good pick. Farmer's yeah. a really good pick for Dakota, actually.
0: Which is who I'm taking. Taking Farmer. Yeah, i I did some I did some next gen practice with him last night, which I kind of wish I hadn't because I did some truck practice today and it kind of threw it fucks me off with cause you. It, yeah. dude it's it's I mean, so messing different. With you. yeah but uh i following his guidance when i first jumped in the practice session mm-hmm. i was slower in the cup car than i was the trucks by like four seconds
2: yeah it's difficult and,
0: and then watching him and taking his advice in that single practice session i knocked seven seconds off of my Next gen lap time. It wasn't Damn. good to start with, so don't you, think I'm What are you too running? Fast. What are you running? I'm, the fastest I went was like nah, I went a two fifteen five. That's fast. That's fast. Well, that's you fast.
1: Even the two elevens, I'm sure. No, I think
0: he in that session in particular, he was a. I think he was two seconds faster than me.
1: Two thirteen. That I, th- sounds about th- right. Th-
0: I, I think so. Wasn't
1: Aaron Smith two eleven last season? Two eleven yeah, or two twelve? He was. Hold on, let me look. Let me pull Outrageous, up. yeah. Season oh, uh, killing me, man. I thought
3: season five,
1: was good. <laughs> Season five. I was, coda just, i went a, Frankie I went a won Coda last season. Actually, two eleven point zero six seven. Uh, I'm sorry, Cedric Hunter won two eleven point right. zero six seven. Two eleven point yep. zero six seven is a fast lap at Coda. Dude, that's hauling. That's All fast.
3: Like there was a guy that joined our session yesterday who was a road course guy. 214
1: and, and I think. Something he, ran. he was 213.9. Dying. But 211 two is what you're, is going to be. You're, there's only three guys in the league last season that were able to run 211. Cedric Hunter, Aaron Smith, Frankie Barroso. Everybody else mm-hmm. was 213, 213, 214, 215, 216. 216 was the slowest. Brian are, Terry, no, 222. Brian packed? Terry was the uh, Frankie. Frankie. Frankie is okay. That's the only one. Two eleven point zero six seven for Cedric Hunter, and he did that on a lap. It doesn't tell me his fastest lap. I think, I think
0: it was kind of towards
2: towards the back the end because
1: he yep. didn't take tires the whole mm-hmm.
0: race. I w- I, w- I wasn't gonna say it.
1: I, mean, I was whole race. See. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean the car is so heavy and so awkward. Like, i just... so here's,
0: hey, you said it was heavy, and which I don't drive them as much as you guys do. My focus is more on trucks. That was the first thing I said to Dave. I was like, man, this thing feels heavy compared to the truck. It weighs the exact same as the trucks do. It does not feel like it at all, but it is the exact same weight. Wow.
3: So, so, I'm,
1: I'm like, I run,
3: I run trucks, right? Mm-hmm. This is the only time I really run next gen, is this league. I get paid to run trucks. <laughs> That's just my discipline. I did cups in this league because obviously I'm rating, but yep. just to learn them as well because NIS and stuff like that. Like, I've learned so much about the cup cars here, but it's the setup that iRacing has on this, it's so finicky. If you just, Hold the wheel just a little bit to the, to the left. The car's going around. If you hold it to the right. It's yep. going around. If you don't hit your brakes right, you're not stopping. It's so it finicky. <laughs> it's razor's edge. You're on, a, yeah,
0: yeah. you're on a you're on a tightrope the entire time. Uh, so I found that the the next car had the next gen car. It seems like it has a larger margin for error than the trucks, even though.
1: Here, here's a little tidbit of information for everybody. So Cedric, Aaron, and Frankie didn't take tires the whole race. I think. Maybe Frankie and Aaron took tires once. I don't know. May, they maybe maybe the did stage. 34 lap race. Okay. 34 lap race. Fastest lap. Number. Guess. I want y'all to guess. What number do you think it was?
3: Nope.
1: 31. 26, 29, and 26 for yep. Cedric, Aaron, and Frankie, respectively. So mm-hmm. Aaron didn't run his two eleven, 3, 3 till lap 29. Frankie and Cedric did it on lap 26, both. They ran 211 067 211 4. Uh Huffman ran his fastest lap on 16, 213, 24. Bridges went his at two on lap fifteen, two twelve seventy two. Holder went on lap twenty eight, two thirteen, forty two. Um Britz went at two fifteen on lap thirty
2: one. It's yeah. So
1: <laughs> it's interesting. It's very I I want to see different. if they change that. I wanna see if they change that tire model. If it's gonna be the same, no no tire changes. That's that's gonna be that, I know the answer. <laughs> that's gonna be well, I, I think I know the answer too. <laughs> but and not everybody not, not everybody else knows it, so and that's gonna be interesting yep. to see what what actually transpires. So Yep. All right, I think that's gonna bring us to a close. We gotta cover our sponsors. Alex, you want to do it this time?
0: I got them. I'll talk about these sponsors. We've got the Kinder Performance Group. We've got Alex Huffman Designs. We got Butt Kicker, Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue, Scott Fritz Designs, and Elevated Outdoors. Thank you guys for all the support you give this league, uh, whether it's doing paint jobs for guys, helping out, this, what, whatever it is, any way that you're involved, we appreciate it a ton.
1: Absolutely, we couldn't do this without the uh help of our sponsors. Um, also, a couple of guys that don't want credit. Um, Roger has been doing hard charger and clean driver for us. Uh, WJM that's another one that uh, I, I should add it to the list. I completely forgot, I just now remembered. Um, and Keith Hackney, uh, he put one up for uh, last week. He put up a clean driver, so we want to you know thank those guys, Ed Osborne uh alex healy yep you're another no, one I, so, I, i've got to do i've got to do week, this, this week this week yep so, because i lost that bet yep <laughs> and so i you know the drivers that make the contributions and and i think jason bridges actually said something the other day uh that he was going to cover one of them for the rest of the season i think if i'm not mistaken oh, during the drivers meeting so um, that's a good that's
0: a good dude right there i like jason a lot shout out to too. jason bridges
1: and i i want to thank 20 obviously 20 does the trophies for us and stuff and uh 20 i think 20 said he might be able to uh help contribute a little bit more to the to the clean drivers and uh hard charters also and some other because uh, brian terry at, at, with red rocket he covers it for the cup series we don't really have one technically for the other two series. They're kind of coming in weekly. Roger's been doing it for the last couple of weeks um, for W with WJM. Um, so uh, you know, obviously, we, we we invite any more of those guys that want to come be a sponsor. It, it helps the league. We do appreciate it. Um, it just it, it's going back to the drivers, and that's what matters. You know, it, it's going to the drivers. So thanks to all those guys and if anybody wants to sign up to be a sponsor for this week's chili Bowl uh second annual bluegrass chili Bowl we uh we're gonna need some guys uh to come on board for that as well if we can if we can find somebody to come in that would be great um maybe increase that purse a little bit I think
0: that's it my guys
1: oh, yeah. that'll wrap it up
0: and so uh, there's my sleepy dog.
1: Sorry. Thank you, Don. <laughs> and uh, so for Alex Healy, uh, Roger Pierce, uh, this is Jason Collins signing off episode 14 of the Bluegrass Race Hub. See hey.